0: This episode is sponsored by a donor to Global Wellness Institute, or GWI. GWI is a 501 C3 nonprofit organization with a mission to empower wellness worldwide by educating the public and private sectors about preventative health and wellness. GWI's research, programs, and initiatives have been instrumental in the growth of the 4.5 trillion US dollar wellness economy and in uniting the health and wellness industries visit GlobalWellnessInstitute.org. On this episode, we have Peter Brandl. Peter was born in the former East Germany and migrated at great risk to West Germany with his mother when he was a young teen. At 14, he became passionate about hand gliding and considered becoming a pilot. He had to shelve that dream when a physician told him that his eyesight would preclude him from flying aircraft. He realized in his 30s that the physician was wrong and he became a pilot by the age of 40. In the interim, he became an entrepreneur while still in university and developed an expertise in corporate training, including public speaking, negotiating, and educational development. Once he became a pilot, he flew commercially for a few years, but soon realized that it wasn't for him. He opted to become a flight instructor and returned to being a trainer and motivating people in public speaking, drawing significantly from his experiences in the cockpit. He has also written three books. Peter co-hosted a 24-hour event with his wife, Katya and 70 speakers to address the global pandemic called We Will Thrive. He splits his time between Berlin and Los Angeles. Peter, thank you so much for being on our show. <clears throat> thank you for inviting me.
1: It's really great to have you. Um, I'm excited to share your story with uh, our audience. I think they'll be very engaged by it. So, uh, going back, you were born in Vienna, but you yes. changed cities when young. I changed
2: cities when I was young, right? Um, Jena is uh, one of the one of the one of the cities of eastern Germany, so the former former GDR, which was the, the yeah the, the communist party. And uh, I changed th- not not only cities but but also countries. Right. In fact, at the time <laughs> when I was thirteen years old, so my, my mother uh, she decided to, 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 to do what everything what which was possible to 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 leave the communist part. And to go to the western part, which was a very, very uh, tough situation, tough period of time, but it was an excellent decision of her.
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and which city did you settle in?
2: Well, the first the first time was a, a, a small city, which is called Schweinfurt. I don't, I don't think that anybody knows the city. <laughs> um, this is in the in the in the southern and the lower third of of uh, Germany. Nice. Some Bavaria actually.
1: Oh, okay, all right. Um, who was your team growing up? Your Bundesliga Mannschaft.
2: Um, I have to admit, I am definitely
1: not in, <laughs> in soccer. I'm a German and
2: I'm maybe the only German male <laughs> who's definitely not in soccer, but this is not my cup of tea, so I. I yeah, you know, the, the, i I watched the very big games like, like World Championships or European Championships. Um, but, but this is, uh, I, I get so excited and I got so angry if my team loses. So <laughs> this is not my cup of tea. I, I had to stop this. <laughs> it's not good for me.
1: Okay, okay. That's a, that's a wise decision. I can understand that completely. <laughs> If you could share with us growing up, I know that at fourteen you started sky gliding. Is yeah. that when you first had this desire to be a pilot or was that from earlier? Well, it, it started
2: around this time. I had I had the chance one year before that, I had the chance to to, to spend a weekend on a on a on a on a small airport where they do glider flying. Yeah. Um, and I had the chance to to spend the weekend there. And from this moment I wanted to do this. So I, I really likened the in the, in the advertisements, like, like in the commercials. I was the small boy, the young boy, who was standing at the, at the fence of the, of the airport watching the planes. And I, I want to become a pilot. This was it. Well, and well. in Germany, the law says, um, you, the first thing you can start with is glider flying. And you have to be 14 years of age. And so with 14, I started this. But then I, I started to do glider flying. And then I had to go to a medic examiner uh right is this the right word you have to do it. every pilot even if you do glider flying ha- has to do it and he told me that i can't become a real pilot because of because of my glasses well,
1: yeah i tell it's you true. when i read that it made me angry as well as i wear glasses and uh i could just tell by first reading it that it was completely false yeah simply not true simply not true but the moment i found out that this guy was
2: an idiot <laughs> i was already uh, I was already in my 30s yeah. so i was I, so but but as a 14 year the no. 14 year old boy i heard this authority and this examiner was an authority for me yeah. and he told me what i believed was true and there was no reason for for me to mistrust him true. so I, I just trusted him i believed him and I made my decision based on, the, on on this. So I, so I, 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 I quit my, my, my dream of becoming a pilot, wow. finished school, graduated from school, um, did, did my, my university studies, graduated from university, from university um, set up my company, developed the company. Yeah,
1: this was. That was the path. Tell us more about this company you established. It was a sales company.
2: Well, the, the, the first thing, yes, <laughs> on my 18th birthday, the, on, on the, the day of my 18th birthday, um, I did two things. But this is not, this is not an example because it's of kind course. of stupid, right? <laughs> um, look, looking back, you, you may know this, looking back on, my, on, the, on, on the course of my life, is this right? On the course yes. of my life? For yeah. Sure. yeah. Looking, looking back, everything makes sense. <laughs> so I, I needed every I needed every every part of this of this journey. Right. But at the moment, looking forward, it was completely crazy. So at my eighteenth birthday, I decided to to quit school. So oh,
1: okay.
2: yeah, because I <clears throat> I, I thought um, I'm too clever for this. I'm too too smart. I don't need you. <laughs> you don't tell me anything. So, and in Germany, when when uh, When you are eighteen, you can you can do everything. We do not have this twenty year. You can you can buy alcohol. (laughs) Yeah, you can Uh, buy beer in the bar. So with with eighteen, you can do almost everything. Um, so and on the day I was, I became eighteen. I was able to sign for myself and uh, and uh, went to to the to the to the how do you call it the the school master? Oh,
1: yeah,
2: yeah, the schoolmaster, the school principal. Yeah, the school principal. That's what was the word I was looking for. I went to the principal's office and I I, I quit. I just wow, dropped okay. myself out of school. <laughs> <laughs> and um, after after I did this, I, I went to to uh, to a uh, um, to, to, to an office and I, I founded my my, my my first little company and I was I was selling uh, fashion jewelry glory clothes, and all this kind of stuff, on festivals, and markets, and nice. crazy things. Okay. Yeah, but this was my first company
1: when I was yeah. 18. Yes, all right. Well, and then uh, you, did, you did make the decision to go back to uh, university.
2: Yeah, first of all, I did make the decision to go back to school, because I had some, them, some, others, some other jobs at this time. I... Um, I I worked at a factory, yeah, on the uh, real and the producing chain gang. So oh, well. I did really. I, I, I just I just learned at this time that um, some people really have to work hard for their money. Yeah. So mm-hmm. until this, and this was a very, very, very important lesson for me because, hey, as an eighteen-year-old guy, you know you have all this stupid stuff in your head, and you think everything is easy, and the world is only fun, and everything like I can have, yeah, as an <laughs> average eighteen-year-old guy. And but 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 then I, I I worked at this at this at this factory, and it really I, I really learned. And uh, that, that uh, life is not only fun, that so, that there are people who really, really have to work hard for their money. And this this taught me a lesson and I said, OK, um, I, I want to I say this is full respect, but I do not want to end here. So sure. I want to I want to do something different. Sure. And this was a very important lesson for me. So you can have fun and you should have fun. I think I think it's one of the purpose of a human being to have fun but besides having fun we should make sure that we that we have progress that we that we, that we move on and for an 18 year old this means i have to finish school i have to graduate from school with a real exam i'm a german we need papers for everything right <laughs> and then after after finishing school i had another year of fun doing this this festival selling company oh, yes. and then uh, then I, I i went to university and I had a lot of fun, but but I moved forward and I finished university. I graduated from from it, and yeah.
1: Okay, brilliant. Thank you for sharing that. So after university, you started another business.
2: Yeah, already during university, because okay. the it the first thing, the selling company was this was was just fun, of course. Yeah. But uh, then I, I I I hired at an at, um, um consult well consulting company I sold real estate I sold insurance and all this all this kinds of stuff this this was where I where I, where I, where I learned how to sell and then I became the um supervisor in this company um and did this but um did this did this beside my my, my uh, studies at university because right. I had to earn some money yeah so I'm, yeah. I'm I don't come from, from I don't come from a very rich my, my, my mother wasn't rich she she's a single mum who, who did everything she could do but um, um, if I if I want to buy something for me which is a little more than just food and and shelter I, I had to make my own money so I, so I, I worked beside the studies Um. But uh, then, almost, yeah, when I finished my studies, at, at, the, at, the, at the end of my uh, university, university time, um, my, at this time, best friend ha- had a fatal accident. So he died from an accident. Oh, and, this was, and at this moment, so for me, everything stopped. You, you can imagine this. So the, yeah. the, the, the fun part just stopped. The, the fun part fun part was no no fun anymore yes. so mm. um, I, I became a little serious and uh, but I finished uh, I, 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 I graduated just graduated from university and then I changed business again and I, I founded uh, the business I still I'm still doing now this was the this was the moment in my mid twenties I founded this training company well, yeah at the beginning for for training for everything but it it, um, it developed to to do a social skill training like yes. um, communication negotiation conflict management
1: public speaking um, at that time as well
2: um, not so much public speaking it was more it was more um, a training company okay. so here in germany you have to the, the, train, the trainer trainer has your, your groups are usually to 10 10 to 15 persons ah,
1: yes, right. and
2: it's it's uh, two one two three days okay um and i started to do this and the developer company became very successful um did for 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 very big companies like audi like deutsche bank like wonderful um yeah i did a train microsoft
1: and that's great wow excellent success you had (laughs) well i'm
2: on the one hand yes yes of course um uh, when i look back now here in Europe, um, there are not too many doing my job who have achieved the same I did. Yeah. But on the other hand, I, I, um, you, you know, when, when I hear this was great success, this always sounds for me a little bit like like coincidence, but uh. there's no coincidence. Um, of course, you need luck. At, yeah. the, at the end of the day, you need some luck, sure. But, but you have to make your homework and and, and, I, and i think if if people really really make their homework and are willing to make decisions, then um, success whatever this means for you, is something like a logical consequence yes that 's right
1: yeah no and uh, you 're hundred percent right it's we can uh, make our own um fate uh, in that way or, or choose our destiny in that way because it's yes. uh, uh yeah hard work and then a certain methodical approach to uh right. what we're doing is what yields it i mean um you didn't uh, start uh, training uh at, at audi your first day you had to work hard no. towards
2: that no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, ju- you just have to yeah you, you just have to
1: to walk the way you have
2: you have, you have to
1: make your way yeah. to this yeah. Yeah, absolutely um, and at that time were you relying on personal life experiences for the the training side of it like the loss of your friend well n- no nope. um, it started of course
2: uh, you everything you do if, if you work with people then you always rely on personal experiences of course but um, I, I, I finished I was I graduated from from university and from university, and, and what what I studied was, um, in in, this, in Germany it's a, it's a mixture of uh, psychology, sociology. Soci- are you done? I don't know.
1: <laughs> sociology. <laughs> right,
2: right. <laughs> and um, what is the English word for it? Pe- pedagog- pedagogy. Uh, pedagogy. Yeah. Pedagogy. Yeah. And this is a combination of these three, and this gave me. For the for the beginning, a foundation, of course, and then um, start starting when when I started and while during my, my of course until now, I try to I try to to invest very much in my in my personal development. I, 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 I still I'm still studying. I'm 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 trying to to get any any education I I can get, and to become become better and better and better in what I'm doing. And so this develops. Um, and, and, and and in this time I I developed my, my my training syllabuses and in the first step and they but what I do now is completely different
1: from what I did twenty five years ago. Yes, yeah of course. Of course. And- now, uh, as you mentioned, it has certainly grown, but of course, the the aviation piece has really given uh, some depth to um, um, your your trainings. Um, so, share with us about that. You're in your thirties, and you discover that this doctor was wrong. What were the steps you took to becoming a pilot from there?
2: Well, quite easy. Just imagine um, if you have if you have this this virus of flying. Um, the, you, you can't get rid of this like like whatever maybe you have maybe you have the wires of arts maybe you have the I don't know you have the yeah the love for I don't know yeah but for me it's flying and so uh, I always dreamed of flying and I always wanted to wanted to fly and at the beginning of my yeah 30s middle mid 30s I, I was su- successful enough to to be able to to yeah to afford the the, 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 the pilot's license yeah oh, and uh, then my 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 wife at this time she she uh, she uh, gave me a, a present a christmas present and she 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 gifted me two two lessons to to fly okay. to flying, <laughs> two, two flying. And this, so I started again, and then, and then I started to, to to do what everybody is doing in this in this in this field. You start with a private pilot license,
1: right.
2: and then I had to go to another medical examiner, and he told me, "Hey, what are you talking about? Of course, you can become a professional pilot. You have to you have to do for the for the for the first um, for the first med- medical medical exam. You have to do some more." Um, research and some more more things about your eyes and you have to you have to be within certain limits of course but why shouldn't you why shouldn't you become a pilot of course you can so and I did did the homework again and everything it's called class one medical so for the for the for the professional pilots so I did private pilot license then the commercial pilot license and the instrument pilot license and the last one was the air transport pilot license which is the the airline license and then I also became a flight instructor. Wow, fantastic. That's amazing. <laughs> and the fun thing, but you know, the fun thing is um, when when you when you did negotiation training for, I don't know, at this time more than ten years, you sometimes get what you want, what you ask for, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I had the I had a license, I had the, the, the air transport pilot license. And I approached an, an airline and they actually hired me. They were crazy enough to hire me. Yeah, it's fantastic on the first side. But on the other side, um, for me, it wasn't so fantastic because when I, when I, when I had my, my seat in the cockpit, when I started my actual pilot's career, I, I found myself asking myself a simple question do I really want to do this for the the next 30 years? Do I really want to get up each morning at 4 o'clock to be at 5 at the airport to sit at 6 (laughs) a.m. in the cockpit to fly from A to B and then from B to C and then from C to D, spend the night in some some weird hotel and then the next, yeah, and I said, no, I don't want to do this.
1: Wow, So so fascinating.
2: I I quit my airline career very fast.
1: Okay.
2: But what what I didn't quit is, um, what I, so, so my my licenses are current. So I I still hold the license. I could do it right now, yeah. but I don't fly for money anymore. But what I'm what I'm doing I do the training for pilots. So they have to do, they have to do a training. It's called crew resource management training and easily spoken, it's about the human factor, but about the psychology in the cockpit. And I worked with pilots on this, and then I figured out you can transfer this almost one-on-one to business issues. Yes. Yeah, because of the, an airplane is, is is steered by human beings, and a company or a team is also steered by human beings. And then the, in the aviation industry, we have very profound research about the human factor, and why not
1: transferring it one-on-one into business issues? Yes, yeah. Um... You had some amazing conversations about this and I've seen some of your your videos. Um there's one uh something very compelling. You said um uh, communication is unsaid. A lot of communication is unsaid. Do I have that accurate? Um
2: well it's two things. The the one is the one is it's unsaid. So we we, we didn't say it, and the and the other thing is uncertain. Right. So and both is true Because um when we are talking right now and the, the defenders you, you you really understand this when you when you when you start talking in a foreign language ah, yes. so for example of course i'm i'm a german so english is not my first language so it's just, yeah I'm, I'm 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 not so common in this language and and this teaches you so much about your culture because there are, there are things in German I simply can't translate into English, yeah, yeah. and there are things in, in English I can't translate into German. This teaches me a lot. And the second thing I figured out, I told you I, I I'm, I'm doing I did a lot of uh, uh, conflict management trainings,
1: mm.
2: and and usually you, you have some exercises for the for the, for the for the for your trainees for the people you're working with, and for for example there are some kind of role role plays yeah and usually I, uh, I I manage to get them into a conflict, into a fight within one or two minutes. So I just signed the role play, yeah. Um, and usually it takes me one or two minutes to have them in a fight. Right. But when I do this with non-native speakers, so if I do this with people from uh, anywhere on the world, in English for example, it simply didn't work. Yeah, uh, never worked and i was asking myself okay why why doesn't it work it's the same role play it's the same it's the same the same parts it's yeah. almost the same i checked the translation but then i figured out something different because when we are talking right now in english and i hear you saying something there's always i i i i i'm never 100% sure that i that i get you right yeah so cool. you, you you may say something which m- I may find offensive, uh,
1: yes. but when,
2: when I hear something, I may find it offensive in a different language. I always, I always have this this little little uh, guardian who's checking. Okay, are you really sure that's what he meant?
1: Yeah. Course, yeah.
2: And in a, in a different, and this is this is the part of unsaid. So there yes. are so many things we are just not telling you about. You have your feelings. Um, you, you, we find each other um, nice, we find each other competent, we find each other likely, yeah, so whatever. And we, we are not talking about this. That's yeah. right, that's right. Um, we, have, we have assumptions yeah. about yeah. each other and we are not talking about this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now, so much of it is cultural, as you point out. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, i think i sure i i am uh, i speak a little bit of german uh, uh-huh. and when i when i share this with people uh germans often say warum sprichst du deutsch yeah. in english that sounds very like if someone asks you why do you speak english it seems very <laughs> aggressive but it took me a while it's just how the saying is there's nothing right. harmful in there <laughs> right. right yeah so
2: the the direct the direct translation for this would be uh, how
1: come you speak German? Exactly. Exactly. This
2: was, was would be the the translation of the meaning. That's the
1: interpretation. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The inter- yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and this so this nuance of language is very interesting. And I know that in your speaking, you often talk about um, uh, crashes and, and and accidents that have happened. And what came to mind um, as I was prepping for this is the in the Malcolm Gladwell book, he talks mm-hmm. about the Korean air crash. Yeah, and here this is the same culture, same language that uh, is being spoken, but because of the um, the, the nuance and uh, being speaker-oriented versus listener-oriented, we had this devastating uh, outcome. This is what what, what the, in
2: this crash. It's what was Korean eight hundred one. So if any anyone wants to wants to have more information about this about this case, just Google Korean eight hundred one. We had a situation um, that, that we, it was a jumbo jet, the Boeing seven four seven, and they had the, they had an approach. Some, some things went wrong on this, on this thing. So the first is uh, they switched aircraft. So usually this this uh, route is was flown by uh, an Airbus.
1: Okay.
2: But the Airbus was needed for something diff something else. So they they choose to take the, the jumbo jet and as a pilot you, you only fly one aircraft right. you only have one usually you have only one type so if the if the, if the aircraft was changed the type of the aircraft was changed um, it's likely that you as pilots never flew this route before yeah, yeah? which is not a problem yeah so if you have a car you can drive to Seattle even if you <laughs> if you have if you've never been to Seattle before right. but of course you know this driving a car Through an area that you don't know, it takes it takes more of your resources, yeah. Yeah. Um, And then some, 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 some other things went wrong, but everything was fine. But but the the captain was was pilot flying. It's only one only one pilot is flying. The other one is doing the assistant work and communication, navigation, all the kind of stuff. And the captain lost orientation. And the two other guys, the first officer and the flight engineer, they didn't they didn't they weren't able to to contradict the their boss, so yes. they just, they just didn't have the courage to say, "Hey Captain, yes. right. what you do is wrong, right. and this is called power distance yes, that's right, and if the power distance in a team and this you you can transfer this one on one to a company if a power if the power distance is too big, then people and your employees don't tell you what they think Yes, that's right. And this is this is crazy because if I if I if I have people on my payroll, I wanna have everything. Yeah? So if I pay you, um I I I I, I wanna use your power, I wanna use your strengths, I wanna ha- use your ideas, your creativity, your intelligence, I wanna use everything. I'm I, I and, and therefore I need you to tell me what you think. I, I may not do what you want me to do. Therefore, I am the captain therefore I have the captain's decision
1: right.
2: yeah but it's necessary it's necessary that we that that people that we, that, we, that we learn what people think that they tell us what 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 they think and that they also may contradict us yes if they don't if they don't do it then
1: it's a waste of resources yes hundred percent absolutely and thank you for going through that um, you know a few of the the lessons that you've shared um you know including the willingness to be vulnerable to to show your authentic self and also as we just talked about this uh you know who is your co-pilot idea who is your crew um and then what i'd love for you to share a little bit more on is this um how experience is the sum of all survived mistakes i thought it was very captivating <laughs>
2: yeah, the the, the things let us let us transfer this to to, 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 a, to a business issue. Yeah, of course, this the this 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 line. I learned this line from my flight instructor, the guy who taught me how to fly. <laughs> he said, "Peter, just remember, experience is the sum of all survived mistakes." This is a real cool saying, but. It has a negative point because you have to survive if you don't survive you can't. you can't learn anything. But um, if you if you take this to an, an or let us start from another point. Um, what made you the person, the personality you are today? Usually not, not, um, usually not, 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 not advices. Usually, our mistakes, so where we screwed up, where we messed something up, yeah, where we where we failed, and the learnings we took from this. Maybe it was the hardest, the the hard way to learn it, but this at least made us made us the personality, person, the personality we are we are now. Yeah. And transferring this to to a company, I think what what we changed within the last in the last, I would say, ten to fifteen years is that the speed of change. Rec- radically increase increased within the last ten to fifteen years, right. so the the, the the speed of change is so fast, and it's I think it's even becoming faster within the next years. So we have to have our companies to be learning organizations. If we if we want to control the process of learning of a, of a team of an organization, then we are screwed. Sorry for saying this, saying this so rude. But you can't control this anymore you have to have organizations you have to have systems which are capable, capable to learn and to develop themselves without any influence from the outside and to have a, a situation like this to have a learning organization you, that, therefore you have to change the way you deal with mistakes because usually when something goes wrong, we we switch on the guilt finder radar, right? We, we 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 are looking for a guilty person. Of course. If you use the guilt finder radar and if you punish and if you blame the guilty one. What, what 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 do you expect to to happen? If if I know if I did if I made a mistake and I know if this mistake comes to the, comes to light, I, I will be punished. Then what 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 do you what do you expect me to do if, if i know I'm, i will be punished when when you recognize that i made a mistake then i will try to hide this mistake but if i tr- if i hide it then the chances are high we are, we are doing this mistake again and again and again and you will never be able to learn from this yeah and to and to stop this you have to at first change two things first of all um three things first of all make sure you you understood that that um that mistakes and failure is the basis for development i have to understand this and i have to i have to i have to commit myself to this idea not only not only know it but really say yeah this is true second i have to to change one questions don't ask anymore who did this, or how come? Uh, since when? Since when did you know? Mm-hmm. And then make sure that you sanction the hide, the hiding of a mistake. That the sanction for hiding a mistake is much more severe than the sanction for the mistake it's itself. I, 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 I'm totally convinced. We need a culture where hiding of mistakes is the crucial thing. Yeah, that's
0: right.
2: And then. And the last point is: this is what 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 uh, what you came up up with a It's that you have to show yourself being vulnerable. You have to you have to admit that, that you as a supervisor or a manager or a, a alpha male or, or alpha female or whatever, but but that you also make stupid mistakes. If if your employees or your team members or your co-workers, if they understand that their boss is also making mistakes and it's okay to make mistakes as long as you learn from them.
1: And then uh, you have the chance to, to change your corporate culture. Absolutely. Uh, Pedro, that is so true, not only in the corporate setting, but also as a parent.
2: Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. If, 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 um, if your, your child, I, I, I don't have child I don't have children by myself. So everything I'm telling right now is totally true <laughs> but very scientific. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so
2: I, I only know it from a theoretical point of view. But I was I'm I'm convinced if if your 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 child surprises you in a bad way by doing something, or if your child is doing has done or has been doing something for, for a longer time, it's not only one mistake, but, um, and you never recognized, then ask yourself, okay, why is your child not telling you? In Germany, we have we have something, it's called the German word is Kinder Notruf. Kinder Notruf. Let me try to explain this. This is- um, An yeah, emergency uh, that, call or emergency. Yeah, it's, a, it's an emergency uh, number for, for, for kids where the where, where kids can call, when they feel they are really in trouble for whatever reason. Yeah. I think it's almost the same in the in the US, but I don't know how you call it. And in Germany this number is called for four million times a year. Wow, that's incredible. And and i and, and, and I'm definitely sure uh, the United States had, I, I think, three or four times as many um, uh, citizens as, Germans, as, as German, as German, Germany. So, I'm, I'm quite sure that the, the the American number would be three or four times as as big as this German number. Just before your country is much bigger, right. Right. Much, much bigger. But this means four million. Okay, let let us take the the the. Uh, brave action so i'm so cool i call this number let us take this away but then it's still maybe three million times three million times a year a a kid in germany sees no other way sees no other person where he or she can go to than calling this number Mm -hmm. and this should tell parents something about it Mm -hmm. and not only only parents but every adult person Who is who is surrounded by kids? Are are we? Do we do we have a culture around us who who enables kids to trust us when they screwed up something when they really messed up something?
0: That's
1: right. Yeah yeah absolutely um it can and and i you know so many parents would attest to the empirical data that supports what you're sharing with us yeah yeah
2: (laughs) and and and, and
1: again i'm not blaming i'm definitely not blaming
2: i I, I know many most parents try to do their very best and they 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 they, they only do uh, things because they think they think it's the best for for their kids but we have to we have to ask ourselves a very simple question if i if i as a kid would would have messed up something really for example somehow got into drug abuses yes right Uh, yeah that's right yeah
1: yeah drug abuse yeah drug drug abuse.
2: abuse um would i if i would be the kid would i go to my parents that's right
1: yeah there are some things that they are fearful to share
2: yeah, and if and and if we think I'm not sure, then we have to think about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and this, I think this count for all of us.
1: Yeah. Me included, of course. Yeah, yeah, naturally. Yeah, no, that's great. Thank you for that, um, Peter. You have written several books. Are you as passionate about writing as you are about speaking?
2: <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm <not. laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm um, not actually writing for me is it's 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 hard work okay it's hard work but on the other hand um so speaking for me is much easier this is what i what i really love it's much easier but on the other hand um when when you when you when you when you fought with the, with, with your topic when you when you really dig deep in, in, in into your topic then the the, the moment comes where, where you feel to say, and and the, the best thing to say to your audience is to write it down. Yeah. And this is how, how I came up with writing a book, the first one. Okay. And when you did the first one, you know, okay, there's a way to do it, and then the second one, I'm saying, the third one, and the fourth one, and the fifth, and the sixth. Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, wow. it's it's uh, it's excellent. It's a great way to uh, approach and touch the lives of more people. And, and I imagine it's a supported, uh, I mean, it's a very effective way to reach more people because maybe yeah. not everyone can uh, attend one of your speaking events, but uh, it's, it's a little easier with, uh, with the book to, to impact more. Um, Definitely. So yeah, that's fantastic. Um, it, a few months back, you uh, were involved in, and hosted and produced this 24-hour event. Yeah. Uh, tell us about the inspiration for doing that. The inspiration was quite simple. So um,
2: I, my wife and I, we, we've been to Los Angeles. We have a beautiful house in the Hollywood Hills. And we, 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 were, we were about establishing our business also in the United States, because it's a wonderful country and we love this country. And we, we have so many friends there, and we, we are so thankful that we, we try to establish things. And I flew back on March 10th, I think March, March 9th, March 10th, and, and, my, and my wife Katja, she had to stay there because I, ha- I had some engagements here and she had some, some something to do st- still in Los Angeles. So um, it was planned that she she follows 10 days later. So her, she had the flight on, I don't know, March 20th or something. But two days after I, I landed in, in, uh, in Germany, we had the lockdown here and President Trump announced the travel ban. So right now I was not able to get to go back. <laughs> and uh, for Katya, okay it would have been possible but but it would 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 be a struggle for her to to fly to Europe also if you have if you have a house if you have a, some 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 property and if you have a business so nobody knew what 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 was coming up so you yeah. yeah. so we were separated for almost three months mm. she she finally she came to Germany so we are united again um but, but we were separated and we, 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 we were talking about the situation and, and we said, hey, if we can't be together, we at least do something together. Well, and yeah. this is the first, the first idea. And the second idea is there's so much fear right now in the, in the world. Yeah, we were talking in the, in the preparation of this talk, um, I asked you about the situation in Los Angeles. And I told you a little bit about the situation in, in, in Europe right now. There's so much fear, and there's so much problems, and and, and, and and severe problems. People do not people do not know if they have a if they will have a job, still have a job tomorrow. Maybe they lost their jobs. They, people, so many people, don't know don't know how to pay their bills tomorrow. They even even so many people don't know how to feed their kids. Yes. Good there's so much so, so many s- severe problems and so much fear. People are so afraid of, of, of what's coming here. And, and I, I can't or we can't we, we can't solve this problem. So I can't feed the people. I'm not a doctor, I'm not a medical doctor so I't can't, I can't heal the people. Right. But <clears throat> Katya and I, we are professional speakers. And and from the way we, are, we we do our job. Our job is usually to motivate, to inspire, and to give tools. And this is hey, we can sit around and blame the circumstances and blame fate and whatever, or just do a <laughs> damn job. <laughs> yeah. So um, we we had a Zoom kind of this. Okay, we just do it. We just do it. Um, and we, we we set up a twenty we were crazy. This really was a twenty four hour live event from both sides of the globe. So we had a huge studio here in our Berlin apartment. We had a studio in in, in our Los Angeles home. We had a, a, a crazy amount of of technical installations. Don't ask me about this. <laughs> and we had, we had around seventy people who were willing. To help us with this, we had we have had speakers, we have had musicians, we have had artists, we have um, um, entrepreneurs, uh, almost everything Um, from the United States, from Germany, from South Africa. We had even one from Bali. So, wow, fantastic! All around it, and we did the first part in German and a second part because of the time of the time difference. Now you are in Los Angeles, you are nine hours behind me. Right. Yeah. Um, this is sometimes I'm sorry for this, but I have to say this is why the Germans are always in front of the Americans because we are always <laughs> nine hours ahead of the United States. So sorry for <laughs> this. I
1: love you. Ich habe Wörter genau.
2: Well, this made it possible the, to do to do the, the first the first uh, part here in, in in Germany and the second part. in in the United States, and if you want, there's a YouTube channel. We will strive uh, 24/7, and we have we we put there all the videos. Um, and if if you want, if anybody wants, then you can you can watch the videos, watch the the the, the speeches of the of great colleagues. Yeah. Um, they're I'm so 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 grateful for the for the for the support of we had we have had so many excellent american speakers for example or speakers who speech in english amazing
1: yeah. no i thought it was such a well done program you had so many topics covered and the speakers were very profound and it was all very timely it was so well curated in terms of the speakers and the order in which you uh, had placed them. Uh, I stayed with you for about eight, nine hours, but, uh, in and out, but given, you know, uh, being a father and, uh, other duties, okay. I had to <laughs> truncate my, my participation, but I, it was very impressive, um, uh, how long it went. And, uh, I really, as a, um, attendee, I really hope you, you do such an event again. Well, but- Actually, we are thinking about this.
2: Um, we 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 don't know we don't know really if we do it because um, it was an event at a certain situation. But of course, um, we had so many learnings, and we did so we, we did so many mistakes. <laughs> we, we we did so much. So there was so much we did wrong. So it would it would be a pity to not do it again yeah. because there were so many learnings. But let's see.
1: Survivable yes. mistakes. <laughs> yeah, we are still here. We
2: are still here. You are talking to me. So, but and the thing is, if you if you try something big, of course things go wrong, and uh, um, you have you have issues. But if you if you really go for 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 something which is bigger than what you know it, and if you really leave your comfort zone, then it's then it's only natural that something goes wrong. And yeah. this is yeah okay. Yeah. Something, something goes wrong,
1: think about it, try to fix sure, it, and switch. then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, share with us about being the president of the German Speakers Association. This was an, an, another thing that I was asked. This is the German Speakers Association,
2: which is a partner, yeah, a partner association of the National Speakers Association, which is the American Speakers Association. This is an association. It's a the prof, professional organization of professional speakers, and um, I joined it. I think about. I don't know exactly. Maybe fourteen years ago. I I don't know. Um, and I, I really loved it. I, I loved the community, and I, lo- and I loved and uh, I I met so many wonderful people through this German Speakers Association, and also the german speakers association for me was the was my was my ticket to the national speakers association oh, nice. so um I, i've been the first time to convention of the national speakers association i i, I think 12 years ago okay. and this was the, the the first time i i met all this or i i met the first american speakers and made made great friendships there um some of them where uh, also where have been a part of we will thrive, and then um, as of course every association has good times and and, and not so good times and then times come up where it was not the times were not that good, and I, I I I just didn't want to lose it. Maybe you you have a, you have a community you just like and you you, you just don't want to lose it. I I, I wanted wanted to have. The chance to meet my, f- to still meet my friends at our conventions, to have a beer at the bar, to have my fun, to have yeah, just this connection. Um, but sometimes every organization has ups and downs, and it happened that they asked me in a downtime if I would be willing to support, just to, just 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 yeah, just to support. And well, support at this time means if I if I could imagine to to to, to be the president. Yeah? yeah. And I said, well, um, there are so many so many people around us who are good in words, who are good in telling, but taking over responsibility is something completely Very different. Yeah. yeah. And this um, and you you can you, you you shouldn't do it if it's necessary for you that everybody likes you. <laughs> and you shouldn't do something like that. But this again taught me so many lessons. It taught me so many lessons about, about leadership, of course. Um, and leader, the, the, all 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 these members are volunteers, so you can't you can't tell them what to do because mm. hey, I how, <laughs> what do you want from me? Yeah. Um, but also, of course, some uh, things uh, some things went wrong, and we had we had some severe problems. But this taught me about yes, again taught me so many things I can use right now. And it's a very, very how do you call it? It's very um, um fulfilling. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very fulfilling for for you to to be able to, to to contribute to something and to do your job and to 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 do your part. Um to t- to change things for the better. Of course, I couldn't do it alone. I uh, had many many people who helped me,
1: but this was a very another very important. Yeah, oh, that's fantastic. That's really great. Um, Peter, is your mother still alive? Yes, she is. Oh, okay, and um, I imagine you had many sort of teachings or learnings by observing her. Um. Well, I, I think you, you
2: um, of course, of course. Um, she, for for example, um, leaving the eastern the eastern part of Germany was not easy. They they just they, this it wasn't that you go there and I want I want to go to the western part, and I said no, you don't. There was a there was a, a closed border, and they killed you when you they just sh- shooted at you. They tried to kill you when you wanted to. To, to, to cross this border but my, my mother she figured out that this that's this is just the right thing to do and then a very very tough time started um, after she applied there's a process I don't know what the, what the English word for it is but you can apply for for the for the allowance to leave the country right. but then they then they make your life hell yeah, yeah? They really, they really do everything to to humiliate you, to force you. Just to, to just to give you an example, um, they tell you all the times if you say one thing wrong that you, then you go go to jail and your yeah. kid yeah. goes to orphanage,
1: yeah.
2: right? And as a parent, you may have an idea what this means. If they really tell you, yeah, of course, be careful just be careful if you if i want i can have you pick picked up right here and you go directly to jail and you know it's true yeah and you know they did this before and the kids had to go to to office yeah um but my mother found out this is it's just right to do this and then And, uh, and then she stick to it without thinking without reading any stickability programs and without having any uh, motivational speaker, but it was just right. And this was one thing. And Sometimes you have, you have, if you if you figure out that something is just right, then you have to be also willing to pay the price. Yeah, no, for sure.
1: It's quite a struggle, not easy at all. Uh, I know about those stories and the challenges,
2: but I think you know everybody. Has,
1: um, this
2: is this is my 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 story, and it's not about if my story is worse than your, but yours. But everybody has to face these these struggles yeah. several times in in Absolutely. in their life. Everybody, Absolutely. and we have uh, there are so many things. Being a single mom, or losing your job, or or having having drug problems, or whatever, or, or, or being being left alone, yeah, that, that your partner broke up with you,
0: right,
2: right, and, or, or, or being dropped out from college, or whatever. So we have our struggles, and and the and the the um, the, the one of the most important lesson you can take from this is it's a very simple question and this question is banal but the question sounds what can i do now not who is to blame just you you definitely remember this this uh airbus who landed on the hudson river yes, uh, 10 course. years ago 15th okay. January 15 2009 so 11 years ago and um, the story was they took off in laguardia and and right after takeoff very, below three thousand feet which is really low is they, they coll- collided with a flock of geese, geese and they, yeah. they, they they lost both engines so yes. they all engines yeah and then they didn't they didn't blame the government they didn't blame airbus they did they didn't ask whose fault this is who screwed this up yeah which was but, but, which all of these questions would be understandable, right. but they don't help. They ask ourselves a very they, they ask themselves a very simple question. And the question is, what can we do now? Two important words: we and now. And they did. No, and I think this simple questions. Sorry, last question, last sentence. Sorry for this. Mm-hmm. Um, we could ask ourselves in every situation this simple question: What can we?
1: do now and then do it absolutely and that's such an important teaching Peter because if you are using your mental resources for seeking blame or being sorry for yourself you're not using those resources to solve the problem
2: definitely not and so this
1: I always say that uh, (laughs) uh, I'm a James Bond fan and so I always say (laughs) <laughs> when something's going wrong you don't see him crying about oh his department mi6 failed him or yeah. life is so horrible he's solving the problem <laughs>
2: yeah we can shout and we can blame everybody after landing <laughs> that's
0: right <laughs> yeah?
2: yeah after landing we can say "Oh, that, yeah. yeah it's <laughs> to blame after landing we can do everything but before for the aircraft is on ground, we have to do our damn job. And this is one. This is one. One. Uh, this is this is one, one. major lesson I learned from my aviation career: quitting is not an option.
1: That's right. Yeah. Well said. Yes.
2: Yeah, you, you. You have to make a decision. You can You can make the decision. I'm not going on. Right. But then make make sure you understood it's your decision and then take over responsibility which is okay which is okay
1: that's right
2: you you mentioned a wonderful book yeah this was the this one is one of the books um i published in english it's called crash communication by uh uh, management techniques from the cockpit Uh, this is about just just the transfer um of the of the of the of the knowings of of, um, aviation research into Daily business issues, um, yeah, and I, the, the, you can find this on Amazon and every books or you can you can order in any bookstore. But I think the 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 the, the, the two two main things I, I I I wanna I wanna use my last sentences for the first thing is what we mentioned right now, and um, it's the question: What can we do now? Many times, uh, the the real important teachings are very banal. Yeah. They are very simple, and then people tend to, "Well, this is why you're telling me this? <laughs> yeah, because it's the damn truth. This is the basis of everything." Right? Right. and we just we, we just shouldn't shouldn't um, mix um, this this up. It's it's banal, but it's important. And the other thing is, just trust advices you like. Mm-hmm. So I learned in my life, I, I, I trust some advices, for example, this first medical examiner who told me, don't become a, you can't, yeah, it <laughs> was an advice and I didn't like it at this time. Um, so if you get an advice and you really don't like it,
1: think about it and may, maybe your gut is telling you the truth. Yes, well said. Oh, that's excellent. Peter, thank you so much. Ich danke Ihnen vielmals. Thank you so much. Ich danke dir.
0: Achieve is recorded at Subtractive and Hangar 8 at the Santa Monica Airport. Music is produced by Hennedy.